members of the PHFFL. What is going on? Commissioner Conlon here coming at you on a, I don't know if we consider this to be the kickoff of season two or if this is a bonus episode, but coming at you on a special off-season pre-draft, pre-cagger, pre-holler game edition of the Race of Three podcast. You already know where I'm at. I'm in Tuck's Pub. You maybe can or cannot hear the panting of Tucker in the background as he is going at it with one of his many lady friends he has to choose from. And coming at you in the offseason, I'm pumped up, but I'm even more pumped. I have, I think, the host that's been on the show the most. I think this is our, at least our second hosting and will be our third mm-hmm. appearance on here. None other than Malk Daddy himself, owner and GM of Jameis Winston's Revenge. Is that correct? Revenge tour. Yes. Revenge tour. All right, that's that's correct. You know what? <laughs> Everyone knows I'm a Jabu guy, so I'm all for the name. I'm loving the new name. I'm it's exci- good. I'm excited about Jameis. All right, hell yeah. So we've got a shit ton to get to you. Um, you know, it's the off season. I kind of feel like I'm in off. Like you know, I'm not in regular season shape yet. I'm in off season form. How are you feeling coming in now? Your second time co-hosting, third time on the big show. Yeah, off-season form as well. I uh, was active early in the uh, league year, but then I kind of kind of went away from the league year for a while, or the league for a while. Now I'm excited to get back into it. Maybe look look at doing a couple more trades and yeah, yeah, yeah hell yeah! I got the itch. The NFL draft brought the itch. The NFL schedule dropped last night, so I should say that we're coming at you on a Thursday. NFL schedule dropped last night. Things are starting to feel. Real, 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 and this is how out of sync I am. I'm in off-season condition. I almost completely forgot our tradition here of cracking cold ones on the Race to Three podcast. So this is going to be kind of uh, an unnecessary one. So I already have a poured up Corona, a little bit of lime sitting here. Now Daddy already has an open Bud Light sitting here. We're just drinking, shooting the shit. Kind of <laughs> forgot, hey, we got to have a nice sound effect. So this is what I'm willing to do for you guys in for this podcast. I know you guys are all going to crack cold one. So also crack cold one. And I guess just let this one get a little warm. Ah, there you go. There it is. And I guess we might as well wet our whistles with our already open there ones. Cheers to you. Cheers. Ah, yeah, that is good. That is good. All right. So first things first, I think we got to come at the crew some housekeeping items. So, I mean, shit, I haven't talked to you guys, haven't, haven't reached out via the podcast since, what did that have been, January? Did you do one? Yeah. January. Yeah, I think Jan- All right, so Jan- January would have been the last one. Um, I'm sure everyone wants to know, probably the biggest thing they want to know, I am still full-on celebrating the title last year in full-on celebration mode still on that. And I continue to just going to be in that mode until someone takes me off my pedestal <laughs> this season. But so the housekeeping items we got, now Dad, keep me in check here. I know we got to talk about the upcoming, get a little hype trend going on the upcoming PHFFL rookie draft, the Howler game, the kegger. So we'll touch on that. Everything everyone needs to know about that. Less than a month away, if you can believe that. Just a day under a month away. I think June 12th is the day that was selected. Let's see if that's a Saturday. I'm pretty sure that was it. Yeah, that must be June 12th. So less than a month away. Then we got to get in. We're going to have some schedule changes, some schedule, schedule implications that we got to talk about, get to. And there seems like there's one more that's slipping my mind right now. 
I think the schedule one is the big thing I can think of. Okay. All right. So we're maybe we'll come back to us. He'll come. He'll come back to us. Like I said, off season shape right now. So I guess let's start with it. The annual PHFL rookie draft, Kegger, Nerf Holler game. Everything you need to know. One June twelfth. Going to be here in Ankeny again. Pretty much the same setup we have as always. Yep. Biggest thing that everyone needs to remember is back in week 12, week 13 of last year. I'm trying to think when standing weeks would have been. Must have been week. It was a week before the last week of the season. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So we had standings week where gridiron gorillas, just a bunch of chumps. Big L. Big L. They tried to show down against pigskin power. Everyone knows we're the real brass of the fantasy oh, football yeah. in the greatest league out there lies it lies with the pigskin power. So you losers have to buy us. You guys provide the beer that All day. The beer. Provide the beer. So what does that beer requirement mean? So there's six of you guys you figured out. I understand all six probably aren't going to make it. Um, we have this day and age. We have technology to virtually transfer money much as you want, as often as you want. So that shouldn't be an excuse. If you're not going to be there, still get with everyone and on your side, chipping the money, the beer that we will need, and I'll get a head count. However many people are going to be there. Historically, we've just done a 12-pack per person. So let's say in a hypothetical world, dream world, all 12 members made it. We were all there. That's 12 of us. So that's six cases of beer. So you guys just have to go. Buy six cases of beer. That's, I don't know if you've just been. We're buying Bush Light. Bush Light. Um, any other stipulations you can think on the beer? Make sure it's cold. Don't taint our beer. Don't do yeah. anything dumb with it. Yeah. Don't leave it in the hot garage or anything. Yeah. I mean, you guys yeah. are going to be drinking out of it too. So don't, don't get a bunch of skunky, nasty beer for us. But we will uh, We will certainly remind them throughout the day just how good yes. that ice when cold they're, free beer tastes. When they're beating us in the football game, we're like, hey, at least we got free beer Eight. coming. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of chumps. So it's a fantasy football <laughs> yeah. league. And the only thing they got going for them is they win the yeah. little Nerf Holler no. flag football, football game, game. We do once a year. <laughs> so, so cool. So cool. <laughs> so don't forget that. So it's like, what? Let's kiss Bush Lightyear on these days. We'll just say 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. If you buy the shit on Memorial Day weekend, they'll have deals going. So just figure it out. Let's say right now, tentatively, I think we're supposed to have four on four. So there's eight of us. You got to buy four cases of beer. So just make it happen. Don't come empty handed. I'll have the ice of coolers. Get that going on ice. Uh, food that will still be refi- provided by Commissioner Conlon. Um, love doing that portion of it. So we'll whip something up. I don't know what yet, but we'll figure it out. We'll do it. And then... Try and think what else needs to know on the draft. Get your keepers selected. Um, the sooner you get your keepers selected, it's kind of confusing. So if I'm not mistaken, I think we have 19 roster spots maybe in total. So it allows you to select up to 19 keepers. My ask for you from you guys as always, if you have two draft picks, just select 17 okay. keepers. Yep. That way when I process stuff, we already know which two fall out. Why do I want you to do that ahead of time? Because, you know, then we can just get the thing processing the system live. And when you guys are all in a drunken stupor, you guys can start leveraging the app and uh, process those shitty trades you probably <laughs> came up with in the room of secrets. Yep. And you can that taken <laughs> care of. Um, only other thing, I think uh, this year, like the evening, post-draft for dinner, we can open it up to family and friends if they want to come. That's a good idea. Just maybe give me a head count on that, and we'll just keep that real simple. Just yeah. probably grill up some burgers or some brats or some hot dogs, whatever it may yep. be. So 
got to keep my ratings up as a commissioner. Got to kiss some babies. Yep. Yeah, I got to kiss all the babies. Waves. Got to kiss all the babies. <laughs> I don't love them. So that's open. Keep keep that in mind. Uh, hopefully then, hopefully what that does get you, um, you don't get a wife or significant other saying yeah. you're leaving for the whole day to do some dumbass fantasy football yeah. thing in the middle of June. I didn't think football was until September. <laughs> hopefully all that around. Comes. But yes. So that's that's number one, and then number two, and this is probably the most impactful thing. So people remember back going back to last year, the NFL added in a week thirteen by I want to say maybe is what it was, and so we had to push our schedule. Historically, we had already always done our playoffs week 13, 14, 15. so we pushed it a week to accommodate. Malk Daddy today, he's, he's always on top of it. That's why he's here co-hosting <laughs> again. He sent me a article, a link, I don't know what the hell you want to call it, that essentially shows that there will be a substantial amount of bye weeks all the way up through week 14. Yeah. So what does that mean to us? That means we get yet again another season where we're going to add another week of regular season to the PHFFL. I'm not mad about it. You mad about it? Nope. More football. Yeah, more football. That will be good. So what does that mean? Our playoffs will then run week 15, 16, and 17 because there is a week 18 season out there. So that's what we'll have. We will be playing all the way through to week 17. Um, Me and Mount Dad are sitting here shooting the shit, cracking cold ones before the show. We're trying to figure out and craft the best thing to do with this additional week now. So, you know, last year we did the – Cross division and the inner division standings week. Uh, we have a few ideas that we're kicking around. I'll just kind of briefly talk about them here, I guess. And yep. we'll ultimately probably vote on this shit yep. in a month. Uh, one was going to be all right, let's keep with the cross division standing weeks. We got to know who has to buy the beer for the following year. Stick with the intra division standings week. And then really we're kicking around two other options and we're open to more options, but one would be, all right, regardless of what division you're in at that point in time, number one plays number two, three plays number four, five plays number six, seven plays number eight, all the way down to 12. I think you get it. And then number two, Mouth Daddy, this was your idea. I'll let you pitch it to, to the leagues. I, I did like it. So if you're uh, the higher, higher rated seed, so number one seed can pick the team that they want to play. So you could go with easy, you know, the 12 matchup, or you could go like, you know what, number five seed, I'm going to knock you out of the playoffs. You can pick them or say you have a draft pick. Say, say Dan's number one seed and Pierce is fine to make the playoffs. Uh, Dan has Pierce's pick. I don't think he does, but say he does. He could say, you know what, Pierce, I'm going to knock you out of the playoffs. So you go in the toilet bowl and possibly get me the number one seed. Yeah, yeah, I do love that shit. There could be a lot of mind fuckery going yes. on. You and know? it could be, uh, you know, you could be like, I don't know, o- old rivalry. Because like, yeah. who, who, who always beats you? Harv? Yeah, Harv's like, dumbass always beats me, so I'd probably avoid him if you could. You know, you don't want to play him. Either that or I'm just a glutton for punishment. Yeah. I try to go toe to toe with him yeah. again, try yeah. to take him out. Yeah. I don't know, but that is, I mean, you control your own destiny of that one. It's like, hey, I was like, and it really gets crazy on the fringy. Like, you know, I guess really the only people I get to pick are through the sixth seed at that yeah, point in time. Yeah. So I guess that your fate would be sealed. But for other ones, it gets a little tricky there. You know, you, you can fuck yourself. You got to look ahead, look at what that team has for a schedule that week. Yeah. There's going to be buys. I mean, you could easily look. Someone to have a shit ton of week 14 buys. Maybe that's an easy target. Yeah. You just go grab that yeah. guy. So um, a lot to think about. So think of those two options. Uh, again, one is kind of a basic standings week kind of thing. And two – more of a draft, I guess, is what I will call it. So yeah. 
Um, those are the two big bullet points. I really do feel like we're missing a third, but must not be important because I can't think of what the hell it is. So, yeah. Um, all right. Hell yeah. So, I mean, I guess at this point, we'll go ahead and we got to get to some trades and give the folks some trades and hop into transaction corner. All right. Here we are. We're in transaction corner. I've already got shifted to the recent activity. Got us filtered down the trades, everything that's happened thus far this offseason. And surprisingly, it has been a pretty quiet offseason thus far. But the good thing is there's been two trades that have processed, one that I would consider blockbuster proportions, and then another one that I would consider, I don't know what it's, uh, an exchange of average players and depth (laughs) depth players, um, maybe some hope and promise there. The good thing is, is we've got three of the four owners made up that were in these two trades. So Malk Daddy's involved in both of these. I'm involved in one. Uh, but I say we go ahead and we jump straight to the freaking headline, to the blockbuster that was the trade between Malk Daddy and Nathan Pierce himself, the Nate Underdogs. Woof, woof. <laughs> got to make sure we do that. Told him to do it going forward. <laughs> Um, so we look at this, and I mean, I guess I'll tee it up and then I'm glad we got here because you can kind of bring me the mindset, uh, what you're thinking long-term and maybe I'll play the part of Nathan okay. and kind of try to put myself in his shoes yep. and figure out what he was trying to do here. So, uh, the trade for everybody, essentially what happened and it's a pretty big package deal here. So try to follow along the Nate underdogs. They packaged up Kirk Cousins, David Montgomery, Jonathan Taylor, and then Matt Ryan. So we had two quarterbacks and his two young stud promising halfbacks, two guys that he kind of highlighted end of last year where you said, I think these guys are going to be the guys that make me not be the Nate underdogs anymore. Woof, woof. And then Malk Daddy, so he's on the receiving end of that, and he ships back over um, no slouches in their own right by any stretch of the imagination. So he slips back over Nick Chubb, stud halfback from Cleveland, Russell Wilson, Russ Cook shipped him out, Mr. Unlimited. Then Julio, Julio Jones getting up there a little longer in the tooth, but still a weapon, definitely still a weapon. And then I'd say maybe more of a dart throw at halfback with Zach Moss packaged up in there. Um, Big, big trades, big, big blockbuster names here at Wint. Mount Daddy, I guess I will pause there, and I guess I'll let you give – your thoughts on the trade here first. Okay. Um, well, I wanted Jonathan Taylor for a while, like all last year. I was trying to get him from Nate. He wouldn't really give him up. Didn't really want – he liked the promise of Jonathan Taylor. I was hoping to get him before Jonathan Taylor kind of exploded late in the year. Yeah. Couldn't really get him from Nate. He was smart. Didn't get rid of him. And then once the playoffs went, I was sitting there drinking, and I was watching Jonathan Taylor just run all over. I can't remember who they were playing, but he was doing pretty good. And – um yeah, so I texted Nate, and I, I started thinking about it. You know, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor. I think Nick Chubb kind of reached his peak already. I, I can't see him really going past what he has done already. And I can see Jonathan Taylor being a lot better than that. Plus, Nick Chubb has Kareem Hunt. Ooh, I almost found You know, Kareem Hunt's better all, all around running back, I would say. So that's always yeah. going to be digging in there. Um, and then Russell Wilson. I just found it really hard to root for Russell Wilson last yeah, year when I had uh, he, he was good, but I was just like, I just can't root for this guy. So, old Mr. Unlimited. So, I was kind of excited to get rid of him. And then Julio, Julio was good when he's healthy, but he is getting long in the two. 
And then getting getting David Montgomery, another running back one last year, I felt that was good. So all around, I was like, I mean, two running backs I'm very confident in. I'm getting rid of you know, one running back I like, receiver that's kind of getting old, and then a quarterback who I can't really root for. Yeah, so that's kind of my mind. For sure. Quite a good question. Do you have Kirk and Matt both on the squad right now? Have you cut one of them? Are they both on so, there? So they're both on there, and that's kind of funny too. Uh, they only agreed at the time to trade me one quarterback, and then we agreed to this in January, so we held on to a couple months. And then the trade, you know, finally I was like, okay, we can finally trade. What do you, who do you want to give me? Because I, yep, I told him one of the quarterbacks I want. He's like, oh, surprise, you'll get both. So right now I currently have both. I don't know what I'm going to do. We'll all right, all right. So you got uh, you, you got both of them still on the squad. All right. I mean, so you'll flip at it. I mean, this does change the landscape of Nate's team big time. So I mean, he originally had tied the squad, or the foundation of his squad was going to be the stable of young halfbacks. Um, what I will say, I mean, Nick Chubb bring it's Nick Chubb. So I mean, he still gets a stud halfback back. Hits maybe a little depth, hurts a little depth there at that halfback spot. You know, I think it gives him and his team, I think it gives him some top-notch players then mm-hmm. in a couple other spots. So he gets himself a little Ross Wilson action, which, yeah, like the guy, don't like the guy. He's good. I think he's, he's, kind, he's of a, kind of a weirdo, but he is good. Um, it's interesting with Russell Wilson, it's kind of all talk track of, are they going to go back to ground and pounding the ball? Yeah. But really, even historically, when they were ground and pounding the ball, I mean, he was still a good fantasy quarterback. He has enough legs where he always does some damage on the ground too. So, gives Nate a top half back, a top, top quarterback. Excuse me, in the league can't complain about that. Yeah, Julio Jones. I mean, this is kind of one of those things where Julio is a complete stud. If he gets on there and he's on the field and he's there for sixteen. He's going to kill it. Also very interesting now. I don't, I'm assuming there wasn't even like whispers of him potentially even being traded uh, when this conversation yeah. went down and got executed. So super, super interesting there with Julio. I'm a Julio fan, just getting up there in age. But, hey, you look at it this way, um, at the bones of this trade either way. I'm a big Jonathan Taylor guy. He went out and got him, but you gave away a pretty nice haul to go go get him. Um, I look at it this way, you know, maybe – Leo's getting there up a little bit. He traded, I don't know how many years back Chubb and Taylor are. What's that? Maybe two, three years, yeah, maybe? Three. I think three, yeah. Which, I mean, that's a lot in half-back years. I mean, you look at it this way, I suppose. Um, i going to toot my own horn again. We do have someone now in the league, myself, two championships. Maybe now where it's like, hey, I just need to go try to stack in, do what I can now. I can't necessarily – Try to build oh, yeah. for the future, like maybe he would have otherwise, with the foundation where your team's already established, has enough parts around yeah. there. You're already competing, maybe adding a perennial who could be a perennial stud. Jonathan Taylor um, could push you over the top there. I guess my last thoughts on this you know, everyone always wants to know who the winners and losers are of this trade. I really do feel it's pretty even, it'll just come down to what kind of Jonathan Taylor I yes. guess we get like you know if we get the back half or back quarter half of the year which I anticipate is what probably will happen with the uh, Colts I mean I think you're gonna be feeling pretty good about it if for one re- reason or another Jonathan Taylor's more of a low end halfback one high end halfback two yeah then I think Nate's gonna come here so yep no I agree and the Looking at Nate's team, I, I do think this makes his team a lot better. Now he has Cooper Cup, Julio Jones, and Deontay Johnson as receivers. I think that is a pretty good receiving core. Um, yeah, he's still the, got Mostert the, to go for. He's got Mostert. Yeah. 
And then he also has, you know, now he obviously has Nick Chubb and Russell Wilson. So just looking at his roster, I think that's a playoff roster now. So. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. Now. He's playing here for the here and now, I would say. So big trade, blockbuster trade. I know I've heard whispers, other people out there trying to wheel and deal. I have a feeling it could be a crazy draft time or even leading up the draft. I think we could see more trades yeah. processing hitting I, this. Like you said, I think the fact that you have two, everybody can kind of see the end in sight. They need to make their you know move right now, knock you off the top. Otherwise, there's going to be a redraft yeah, next year. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, so hopefully this this episode will light some get some excitement going, yes. light some fire underneath some asses. And, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm going to go ahead and predict three trades within a week of this there drop. There we go. That's going to happen. <laughs> All right. So now we kind of went and we saw like this like super huge blockbuster movie. What's well, like an awesome blockbuster movie that you can think Fast of? Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, we just watched the Fast and the Furious. And now we're going to go to a very mediocre, shitty, I guess not shitty, but like what's a mediocre? I mean, you kind of stole it with Fast and the Furious. Yeah, so now we're going to think of <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> Fast and the Furious is great. So <laughs> well, let's see. Um, it's like Donnie Darko. Is that mediocre? It's kind of mm-hmm. like just for a specific version of people. So not very – yeah, that works here because not everybody's probably interested in this. Yeah, trade, no, not, some not at people all. might like it. Yeah, so wait, there we go. That's just the Donnie Darko of trade. Some people probably don't know what the fuck Donnie Darko is. <laughs> so that's good. Um, so we have Seamus Winston, the Revenge Tour again, Malk Daddy. The name changes because of this trade. So he came at me, and he was probably expecting me to reject this. I would almost have to imagine. I think it was. I think your love of Jameis, I I was Yeah, so, and I am, everyone knows, I'm a Jameis fan, regardless of it working or not working out in Tampa. He's now my second favorite quarterback of all time behind Tom Brady. So that's good. That's good. (laughs) Jameis is still my boy. Um, He goes ahead. He has a... Gone, I want Jameis, and I'll send you Baker Mayfield and Alexander Madison. Honestly, historically, I'm not a huge Baker Mayfield fan, but I think on paper, like fantasy wise, um, at least right now, I think that's even. I do think Jameis Winston definitely has a much higher ceiling there with Sean Payton and the Saints offense. And we just know the guy can go nuclear with yards and touchdowns. So I'd say that's higher, higher ceiling. Really, for me, probably the biggest selling point is. I have Dalvin Cook. He gave me a chance to put a handcuff there with Alexander Madison. Um, and I figured, hell, why the hell not? I'll get over my love for yep. Jameis just to kind of have some security. Um, expectations, thoughts, things for Jabu. So uh, with Jameis, I, I think if he is the starter for the Saints, I think he will be a quarterback one. With have to trust trading Russell, I was like, I need to figure out my quarterback situation. So Jameis was obviously a – Name I had in mind, you know, the Saints offense. And then I also had Taysom Hill. I released him. But then after this trade went through, I was like, I need to pick him up. <laughs> so I was like, if I can get the Saints. Saints quarterback, I think my quarterback situation should be good for the year. Yeah, I want to argue that. I'm pretty positive it will be Jameis in one shape, form, or the other. Hindsight, I wish should have picked up Taysom Hill myself and then said, hey, you want to trade for your <laughs> you trade as quarterback insurance here? <laughs> That would have worked out good. But, yeah, I mean, that's the trades. That's transaction corner. Uh, no mailbag uh, offseason. I, oh, I don't have any old dusty dusty questions from last season that we'll get to. <laughs> so, I mean, I think we'll just hop right in to the meat of tonight's show. And the meat 
of tonight's show, as always, is brought to you by the elite team of the amateur North Central, Central Iowa barbecue circuit, TNT barbecue. That's right, TNT barbecue. What do we have on the platter tonight? If I would have to say what's on tonight's platter, I'm going to say we had some Nick ribs tonight where, 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 where we smoked up a rack of ribs, ripped the bones out of it, put on a little French bread, put some sauce on it, some onions and pickles. I thought, I thought that was pretty fitting for what we're going to give for the meat of tonight's show. Yeah. I would say. Really good. Really good meal. Did a great job. Yeah. So the meat of the night, we're going to bring you uh, that McRib. What's that equate to? It's mock draft time, baby. So we're going to go through and we're going to give we're gonna give some thoughts on the first round of the draft. We're going to go through pick one through pick 12. We're each going to make our picks on that. And that's what we're going to come at you. Once again, the meat of the night show is brought to you by TNT Barbecue. This ain't no RGQ. This ain't no All Meat Matters. This is TNT Barbecue or Dynamite. All right. So there we go. So like I said, we're bringing you guys a mock draft. Um, I'm just going to put out a disclaimer out there. So it's like we are both in the bottom three picks of the first round of the draft. So why do I say that? Because I would take anything we're going to say here tonight <laughs> with a grain of salt. So uh, think of it this way. We could be drafting this in the mindset of what we think we would do. We could be doing it in the mindset of what we think that team will do. Or we could be doing it in a mindset to just completely blow smoke up your guys' ass and throw smoke signals. Because, you know, uh, sure, Mouth Daddy's probably like, I don't want to fucking come on to this mock draft show. The league, they've been dying for PHFL content since January. <laughs> Everyone's going to be tuning in. There's no way we've lost listeners 23 minutes no, in no this way. thing. They are all tuned all in. <laughs> I don't doubt they don't listen to it tonight. Probably <laughs> sky high listenership tonight. Um, and it's like, well, no one's going to want to come on to that kind of anticipated show and then start giving their draft strategy and their draft board away. So, I mean, I just take that. I mean, that, that's what I'm thinking. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a little altering picks here, and then obviously we'll each give our feedback or thoughts on what to do with each pick. Um, you know what? I'm going to pull up. I'm going to get the standings up here. That way I can kind of look and evaluate all the teams too. Um as is tradition, I'm not the most well-prepared, so I'm, I'm going to have to scan some of your guys' rosters and figure out what I think ultimately that person should do. But, I mean, with that said, and, I mean, I should. Let me do this, too. Bear with me. Do that. I'm opening up a beer. Yeah, there you go. Crack a cold one. No, Daddy. Ah, that sounds good. Smoke Daddy's got the Very old um, blue, baba -dee -da, ba -da, ba -dee -da. the old Bud Light maybe Blues, baby. Intro song that you're talking about. Uh, maybe that Bob should. Blue. Maybe that should be. That is a hell of a good song. You want to think it would take me this long to find the YouTube <laughs> app on my phone? The problem is I'm staring at Tom Brady on the back, just pointing at the 2021 schedule. Schedule, schedule dropped. I'm pretty pumped about that. If there's ever been a schedule that someone could go 17 and 0 on, <laughs> this is the goddamn schedule. All right, so this is what we're going to do. All right, here we go. Let me get this turned up so we can hear it. That's where I blow out some speakers. 
All right, well, the pick is in, boys. There we go. Right, no, we go. now we're in the draft. So, I should have done this actually when I had the pick. He's just on the clock. But like I said, it's off season, folks. Fucking You're not at the A game yet. Yeah, everyone just calm down. All right, so first on the clock is show me where you shit from. Um, this is what I find very, very interesting. Um, if I'm not mistaken, show me where you shit from and wham, bam, F you cam. Um, I think this might have actually been one and two in standings, like actually like the worst two teams in standings last week or last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, four, nine, four, nine. Uh, let's see the fucking points here. If we can get points for one, five, three, three. Yeah, so this is like the first year that the guy that actually would have had the first pick uh, won the fucking sure, yeah. toilet bowl. Um, I didn't even know. So that's interesting. Yeah, so like no no one got hurt mm-hmm. in the draft. And really, my advice, like I said, I ain't going to – actually, I'm not going to blow any smoke up anyone's ass. You know, Jake is – a Vikings fan. I don't know how, but he is. He is a Vikings fan, and he is a proud Iowa State alumni. So with that, there's only one place that this pick could go. I'm trying not to botch the name, but it's got to be the halfback on Iowa State now for the Minnesota Vikings, Kenny Nwangu. Yeah, you got you got to go that him, right, Jake. He's our running back. He's fast. He's special team. Absolutely. I mean, if he's still there, but pick twelve, I'm gonna shit myself. I think he's got to go. I'm just fucking with you. But if you want to do it, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. This is where I really think it comes down to, um, you know, I need to add in. I need to add in the laugh track. That way when I'm giving all these awesome jokes. Especially over. when you're by yourself. Yeah. yeah. That way, so when I'm giving these awesome jokes at the 12 people listening to this, they know when they're supposed to laugh. Yep. Yeah, you know? yep. So maybe I'll add that in. I'll add in the laugh track. All right. Back to business here. So number one pick, show me where you shit from. Um, in my mind, and this I do struggle with this. My mind, this year's draft, there's two people that I think are deserving of the top spot. I think you could arguably throw in a third there, but I'm gonna stick with these two. And when I say that, I'm thinking of Najee Harris, halfback out of Alabama, now with the Pittsburgh Steelers, or we're talking Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. Took a year off, but we all saw we could do now back with that guy that he had a elite year helped that guy have an elite year in Joe Burrow with the Cincinnati Bengals so that is where I think we need or where I think anticipate that first pick going uh, if I threw a third one into the conversation it would be Kyle Pitts but let me get in here open up show me where you shit from his roster I think where I struggle with this is honestly I can't decide where the bigger Need is on this squad because you know you got a DeAndre Swift who I think is a promising young talent. Maybe get some pause in terms of what's going to happen with um, that offense. Now Matt Stafford's gone, new regime coming in. But that said, I still think DeAndre Swift's talented. Austin Eckler's getting up there in age, but he's a guy in an offense. I guess I would say is ascending with Justin Herbert there and is a PPR monster. I think he'll be good. So it's like you got good halfbacks uh-huh. there. Um, you can take or leave the depth, but you at least got some depth yeah. there with a Melvin Gordon. Um, Gus Edwards, he's definitely going to get carries. I mean, it could be a split backfield between him and Dobbins, especially with In- Ingram out. So, I mean, he's going to be involved. 
So on the flip side of that, you also at your wide receiver spot, you got A.J. Brown, who I think is a young, good stud. Michael Thomas, who I think is going to have a bounce back year. Yeah. I mean, he was hurt all last year. Um, if a guy like Jameis gets that spot there, I think he's going to be targeting more and more and more. You spent your first round pick last year on Henry Ruggs, who, you know, hindsight, maybe right now it's a little disappointing, but I mean, he's still a still guy. Who was, yeah. you know, was he not the first wide receiver? Off he was. The board he was last the Judy year? NC season. Okay. And I mean, and John Gruden has produced. Um, Typically, I mean, he gets the rookie wide receivers. He gets back all the way to my click days in the Buccaneers. He targets them and gets them the ball. Uh, there's really no other options there in Vegas land. So I would imagine he'll be involved. So walking you through all this, just to say, like, I don't think there's a glaring need where it's like, hey, I obviously need a halfback. Hey, I obviously need a wide receiver. So that's why I'm going to do that. Yeah. So maybe when you could make the argument for Pitts, but this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to go ahead and put in – Najee Harris as the pick here, and I'll just give a little thought as to why. So, Malcolm Daddy had already alluded to it some, but if we have two championships in this league already, I think the mindship of the drafts maybe shifts a little bit where, in my mind, who's more likely to produce right away? Historically, it's been your rookie halfbacks. They can come in. They can be actually halfback ones yep. in a given year. It's like, it's not crazy. You can see Najee Harris going potentially in the first round startup drafts yeah. coming up this year. So it's like you're getting a guy like that. Um, personally, I think Jamar Chase for the long run is a good thing, but there might not necessarily be a long run year. So it's like, go ahead, add your guy. You're talking a guy. I think there was a little blurb or report on the athletic that came out. I said, they are not surprised or they're fully expecting Najee Harris to touch 275 or approach 275 touches. Yeah. Um, that offense line there in Pittsburgh is surprisingly garbage, but I trust Pittsburgh enough as an organization to kind of right the ship there. If Mike Tomlin's a good coach, um, they won't give up on the run either. Even if they're yes. struggling, they're still yeah. going to give him carries. And Najee, I mean, he, he, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's a good, yeah. good player. First round draft capital. So that's where I'm going to go with Najee Harris. Mount Daddy, any other thoughts there on that first pick? No, I, I think you kind of laid it out well. Um, I might lean Chase, but I can see the argument for Harris. That's a RB1 with your team. Put him in. You With Chase, you would probably week by week, you would decide, should I play him this week? Should I not play him this week? With Harris, you plug him in and be happy with it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, if my team was up at the first spot, um, I think I'm probably taking chase, but I think circumstances are a little bit different here, yep. and that's how I feel about it. So, second pick, we're going back to back here, and I'll turn it over to Mouth Daddy, bring pick three and four. So, I think I arguably probably have the easiest job. I take these two top players, but I think it was kind of tough deciding who to put where, and I actually even struggle on this. So, on the clock now, we have Wham, Bam, Fuck You Cam, Alex Fitzman team himself, which was legitimately the second worst team. You know what I also find interesting? I was thinking this when I was kind of scanning. Really, when I look at the rosters of Jake's team, like I would not anticipate that. I mean, I know he was stricken by the injury bug, like when you get down with Michael mm -hmm. Thomas out too. Yeah. Um, and Eckler was out for a good portion of the year. I just doesn't strike me as a team that would have been the bottom. I suppose that's probably yeah. why he won the loser's bracket yeah. and ended up getting the first. But it's interesting. And I honestly – I like this team last year, and it let me down in a big, big way. I'm not hating Alex's <laughs> team either, although I did see him a week or so ago, and uh, we, we got onto the topic of fantasy football, 
and Jake Meyer, he actually brought up he wants to do potentially a podcast where uh, the intro going into the year, you know, last year I kind of rated everyone's team on a thing. Yep. Kind of wanted to do that, but uh, compare everyone's team to an adult film star. He would be our guy for that. And that is pretty funny. And I just made the common passing, and I don't really know if I know it, but knowing his team was bad, I said, yeah, Alex's team, I would just say, is two girls, one cup. If you like to taste the shit, his team would be the team for you. But I don't know if I actually feel that way, but he finished almost dead last. So it is what it is. But when I look at his squad, um, so now we have on the board, in my eyes, it's a conversation between – I guess you could throw it through people. I mean, he's got Josh Jacobs there, who I, I still think is fine. Kenyon Drake kind of muddies the water. That probably makes him uncomfortable. Miles Sanders, that might make you a little uncomfortable. Carson got back in Seattle. I mean, there's no surefire things here, but this is what gets confusing. So I probably would slide in uh, Jamar Chase here and think nothing of it. The problem is the thing that gets a little stickier here for me, Mount Daddy, is not only does he have T. Higgins, Bengals wide receiver on his roster, but you are correct. He does have Tyler, Tyler Boyd, Boyd on his squad, too. Um, knowing he has DJ Moore, knowing he has T. Higgins, knowing he has Jarvis Landry, knowing he has Terry McLaurin, knowing he has Tyler Boyd, knowing he has Jerry Judy, maybe wider series not the actual spot here. Yeah, so I'm going to say there's a price slip. Jamar's going to continue to slip in this draft, and now we're going to debate between Kyle Pitts and – Travis Etienne, I guess, is what I would say. And we're going to go here. Kyle Pitts with the second pick. You can't be rolling out Eric Ebron in your tight end slot. And hope to get things done. Rookie tight ends, they usually don't come and make a splash. To me, Kyle Pitts is a wide receiver playing the tight end position. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead, drop him in here at the number two pick. Welcome to Wham Bam, F.U. Cam. And that's my pick. Thought Mount Daddy on that. I'm a big Kyle Pitts fan. I think he's going to be really, really good. Like him in that offense. Um, I think he would be a solid pick there. And uh, I'd probably, yeah, once again, I'd probably, Mike, if I was him, I would almost try to trade out of that pick. Yeah. Um, but I do like Pitts, so worst-case scenario, you get a stud tight end that's going to be a future tight end for the next, hopefully, five, ten years, as long as yeah. T-Count's team starts this thing. I'm with you. Um, consolation prize, Pitts ain't bad. I probably would also trade. Or, you know, you can't blame the guy if he does just go ahead yeah. and draft Jamar Chase and no. say hell with it. But uh, You can always probably trade Higgins or something. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, he's still an asset. Yeah, either that or, yeah, maybe try to slip down the board a little bit, still get yourself one of these guys and uh, go from there. But, yeah, that's the pick, and I'll turn it over to pick three and four for you to walk us through, Mount Daddy. Um, I can pull up. We got Hungry, Horny, and he, he, Henry on the clock. <laughs> Let me go ahead and pull up a standing. I'm sure you already have it. Yeah. Now, but I want to give it a good look here, too. So First thing I noticed about Quinn's team is Breeze have retired and his other quarterbacks in some sort of legal trouble. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Quinn currently doesn't have a quarterback, which yeah. third pick's probably too high for a quarterback for me personally. But, you know, you don't have a quarterback right now. If you're high about Lawrence or Fields, I, would, I wouldn't make fun of you picking quarterback this high because you don't have one. Um, but for me personally, looking at your team, you have Derrick Henry, stud running back. Singletary, I'm not that high on. And then God, no. your other running backs are 
Malcolm Brown and Sony Michelle. So I think here you need to go with Travis Etienne. Is that how you say it? Etienne? Etienne. Etienne. Um, I obviously have Jamie Robinson, but I'm hoping he's going to be a bust because I don't want two running backs in Jacksonville. But um, yeah, I let's... think you need a running back, and that'll be the pick I'll go here. Run us through the thoughts. I mean, I was there live. We give it to the people when uh, Jacksonville – they make that pick in what the twenties was it or I was with you you and Dan. I was sitting there. I wasn't expecting it. We were all drinking, having a good time, enjoying the draft. Dan was oh. on cloud nine with Justin Fields. I don't yes. even think he knows yeah, probably no, yet that Travis Etienne was so Jacksonville. excited. Um and that they traded for that pick, right? So they trade up yeah, and we see, oh Jacksonville's trading, what are they gonna do here? And then we see Travis Etienne, and we're both like Shit. <laughs> or I was, yeah, yeah. I, I was taken back by yeah. it, too. I mean, you I think didn't a, care. But. Yeah, you think they're having the other positions they could take care of than a RB position, but whatever. Whatever Urban Meyer thinks, I guess. Yeah, that's a tough bill as well. I mean, I don't argue with you at all. Quinn definitely needs quarterback. Sean Watson needs to stay away from those massage tables. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, especially knowing he has the fifth pick and then even knowing that he's picks early in the 15th um i don't think i would pull yeah. the trigger here at number yeah. three at quarterback i think traps especially how many quarterbacks there are lawrence fields trey lance you could get sure. mac jones yeah. Yeah. you can find somebody zach wilson so, yeah i mean yeah, i don't just, like zach wilson yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not i'm not a fan either but he is there and he will be drafted by someone in the phffl so now with the Fourth pick, we got Jerry's kids on the clock. Right now, you're acting yeah. like you're Chadwick, CT himself. So I think Chad is probably heartbroken that Kyle Pitts went with his tight end love. He always went with his yeah. two tight ends. So. He does like running that two tight ends. <laughs> I think he was hoping. He could add to that stable like, of quarterbacks. He could. He could go with Trevor Lawrence or um, Justin Fields. Yeah, he could do that, but... <laughs> Realistically, uh, Chase falling to four, I think, is the best case scenario for Chad. Yes, yeah, Cole Beasley. That's... You do love Cole Beasley. He's not that bad, but um, I think I would go with Chase <laughs> here. Mark Chase, yeah. I mean, I have a top four on my board, and this is the top four, and I think that's pretty safe. It's hard for me to envision a world, Ethan, where Jamar Chase slides four, but it could yeah. could certainly happen. Um, I think we've painted a pretty realistic picture of how that might happen here tonight thus far. Let's see. So we're number five on the board, and we're back to hungry, horny, and he, he, Henry. So Quinters, you got two picks in the top five. You can't hit that. I got to just go back to your squad here quick. You think I could remember what we just talked about a minute ago? But I cannot. So Mount Daddy, he gave you a Travis Etienne. Um, we got we got internet issues down here, boys. No, we're we're back up and live. Oh, looking for Quinner's team. Bad radio, as Quinn would say, usually is. Um, so we went ahead. We added a wide receiver. Looking at his squad, um, or excuse me, we already added a halfback to the squad. Uh, his wide receivers, I mean, Thielen getting up there in age, definitely still a good player. Tony O'Brown getting up there in age, kind of head case too. You know, <laughs> like won't surprise me if he's been doing shit with masseuses as well. T.Y. Hilton, good player, getting up there in age. Brand Cooks, good player, concussion away yeah. from not being a good player. Devontae Parker, 
I don't really know yeah. what to make to Ponte Parker. Long story short, I think it's Claypool. That's probably his. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Thank you for bringing that out, Chase Claypool, his good young guy. Uh, bringing it out, I'm going to continue to let the quarterback slide here. I don't care what people say about this guy's frame. I'll actually hold on here. And with the fifth pick in the 2021 – oh, fuck, bad radio. And the fifth pick in the 2021 PHFFL rookie mock draft, Hungry, Horny, and He He Henry selects Devontae Smith, wide receiver out of Philadelphia. People are concerned about his frame. I mean, if anyone watched what the guy did in the national yeah. championship or just watched what he did last year – I mean, the guy won the fucking Heisman, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, the guy is a tech, technical route runner. Um, he gets open. I don't know what to make of Jalen Hurts in that situation there with uh, the quarterback, but I, I think he can get Devontae Smith the ball. Who else is in Philadelphia to take the ball? Like, I mean, the guy's got to come in. Jr. Like white side. Yeah, it's something I can't even think of, and he's not much. No, not, not at all. So that's where I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to put Devontae Smith in there at five. Any thoughts or gut reactions on that, Mount Daddy? No, I think, uh, you know, obviously I think Chase is the highest upside, but I think the safest bet, and then is Smith. I think he's going to be, I don't know, worst case scenario, he's just going to catch, like, be a stud slot receiver, catch, like, 80 balls a year, and I think he's going to be yeah. really good, and I think that's a great pick. I agree with that. I think uh, I think with him, I think there's a floor, especially in a PPR league, with a guy like that. And honestly, for me, so now we're the sixth pick. We're throwing sinners like me here on the clock. Uh, honestly, for me, at least on my board, this is one thing starting to become a big struggle for me. So, yep. I mean, those are kind of the five guys if you're a quarterback needy team later in the draft, um, I think it gets kind of easy again. But if not, um, I think this becomes difficult yet again. So I'm not even sure who I'm gonna who I'm even gonna kick around as being potential people here. Um, let's bring up his roster here to begin with. So I mean, he's got Stefan Diggs, he's got Mike Evans, he's got Justin Jefferson. Wide receivers, not a problem here. In centers like me land halfback though i mean i know if we get down here we got yeah, cam uh, makers he's got debo sitting down here too for depth on that halfbacks we're not getting not getting a lot here from halfbacks so despite him falling to the second round despite him going to i guess i would say a less than desirable position we're gonna go with Javante Williams, running back of the Denver Broncos. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon, he's there. Philip Lindsay is no longer in the picture. I don't even know where Philip Lindsay ended up. I think he went to Houston. But I don't, boy, Houston picked up all the random people. Yeah, they did. I think, you're, I think you might be right on that, actually. So I'm going to say maybe Javante Williams, maybe he doesn't come in, set the world on fire right away this year. But I think he could be at least in a – position where yep. he can be the bell cow back going in the next year. And then maybe you can have yourself a nice tandem there of Cam Akers, Jonte Williams with that wide receiver core yeah. you got there and knowing you have the seventh pick to maybe shore shit up even there. Anyways, yep. um, 
guess it really wouldn't matter how you do it, but I'll just go ahead and take Javante there. Any thoughts yeah. about Giddy? No, I think that's uh, probably the safest pick at that position. Um, but he has back-to-back picks, so that gets yeah. him the seventh pick, which I am looking at. And looking at – this is where I – with you, with Dan's picks, I don't really know what his mindset, what he's thinking, because his receivers are set. Who's his quarterback? His quarterback's fine, he's too. Got, Herbert. Yeah, yeah, so he doesn't have a quarterback. And then he's got Jalen Hurts, who I know he's high on. You know, tight ends. His tight ends aren't the best for Gronk, but you're not going to pick a tight end here. No. And I don't think Pitts would fall. Um, so when I was looking at his team earlier, I saw Jeff Wilson Jr. at that run, running back spot. Um, Trey Sermon also went for the Niners. I know it's, for me it might be a little early to pick Trey Sermon, um, but I could see Dan picking him. For sure, getting a 49ers running back, you know, position like Jeff Wilson. If he gets hurt, it's Trey Sermon. So that's who I think Dan's gonna pick here. And that's who I have, Trey Sermon. I mean, I could see, uh, you know, guy watches being a Hawkeye fan, watches a lot of Big Ten ball. I'm sure has watched some Ohio yeah. State. No, I'm sure she's no stranger. To Trey yeah. Sermon. Um, I would say Trey Sermon is probably easily due to his draft position probably the biggest riser post nfl draft in yep. terms of where Definitely. he ended up people are excited about a shanahan offense and getting the half back there so if you think about it yeah i agree i don't think uh trey sermon i would say the exact same talk track i guess i would just say i've said for jonathan williams because raheem mm-hmm. mostert is also there yeah um Tevin Coleman no longer. Where is Tevin still there? So Tevin, Tevin went. Jets. Yeah, Te- Tevin's Jets. That's right. Yeah, He's Moster gone. Is there. Yeah, Moster so, is yeah, Moster's there. So, I mean, it gets a little mucky yeah. there, but I think in a year that kind of clears up. And maybe eventually you're talking a at least a depth of options between Cam Akers, Javante yeah. Williams, and Trey Sermon to yeah. go. You don't got to touch those wide receivers really. You yeah. could. You could add to a strength, but yeah. I don't know if there's a wide receiver or even at this point. Yeah. Um, too infatuated with so uh, i was gonna say i could easily see dan trying to trade one of these picks too like yeah. the fact that he has his receivers assured up he probably doesn't need these two picks i can see if people wanted to move up to get one of those yeah 100 i don't so. know if uh i don't know if you feel like you're making a slam dunk at this point yeah. in time either i would yeah. agree with that so uh that would get us the eighth pick so we're what i'm no mathematician but we're three-fourths of the way there yeah. so fact check me on that girl he's gone wild oh My nemesis on the clock man um so my notes for hard was saying that he needed a running back but now seeing how the mock drafts land out this is where it gets interesting because they're not really a running back i really like you mind pulling up his team quick yeah, for me let me do that um See, while I do that, I'm gonna have a nice nectar of the south of the border, <laughs> little Corona. Where the fuck is Number seven? Going? Yeah. So he's DK as a receiver, he has DJ Clark, um, and AJ Green, Golden Tate. All right, so with Harv here, I'd probably do best player available yeah. on my board, which would be Waddle. So that's probably who I would take here if I was hard. Yeah. I was hoping for him when I was playing this out in my head. I was hoping Williams would fall here for him. So he could get sure up that running back position a little bit. But. Oh, not tight end. Where's the... Yeah, I mean, at some point, Jen Waddle's got to go. Um, Jen Waddle was, what, a top 10 pick in the actual draft? Yeah. I mean, so you think about that. I kind of wonder if there is a stigma and some stink on 
the fast, fast wide receivers kind of perceive this one trick pony. And then with Henry Ruggs not coming out, setting the world on fire, yeah. um, you can think of a plethora of wide receivers in the past that came in with speed and haven't ever really did done anything. Yeah. Um, I think by all accounts, people think Jalen Waddle is a complete freak. If it were barring injuries this yeah. year, um, still had a great year, but would have probably even showcased yeah. his freakiness even more. Um, definitely a good pick. At the eighth spot in the draft, you could do much, much worse yeah. than that. All right, so that puts me back at the driver's seat, and I'm picking for the Tomcats, old Tommy B. Let's pull up the squad here. Getting to the part of the draft, we're shifting the teams that were in the playoffs last year. I, mean, I guess we've already had that shift, um, but we're shifting teams that were in the playoffs last year in eye on the prize, looking, going for gold. Um, and this is where I'm going to deviate. And this is what I think is going to happen. Um, to me, there just isn't really halfbacks out there. To go be had. Maybe if there's a halfback out there he likes, that's where I would advise him to do. Um, I think he could leverage need a halfback bad. I don't think anyone's going to get too pumped up about James Conner, too pumped up about Kenyon Drake. Obviously, James Conner, I mean, oh shit, James Conner's where Kenyon was in Arizona, and now Kenyon Drake is mucking up the waters in Las Vegas. Um, so this is what I'm going to say. I know Tom... He's got Derek Carr. He's got Carson Wentz. He's got serviceable guys there. I think he goes out and he pulls the first quarterback off the board here, grabs a quarterback off the board, and he's going to go ahead and he's going to select Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick in the NFL draft. He's going to grab Trevor Lawrence here, quarterback in Jacksonville. Thoughts, feelings, maybe not so much about Trevor Lawrence at the next level, but Trevor Lawrence as a potential immediate or not immediate fantasy impact kind of player. Yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to start week one. Um, we'll see how he does in Jacksonville. Um, see how Meyer does. I think Lawrence is a good quarterback, and I think he'll be a good pick. Um, yeah, I'm with you. If, if I was Tommy, I would probably try to, you know, it's all speculative, but try to trade up. Try to get one of those running backs, really help his running back situation out. feel like he has some depth at receiver that he can. Yeah, I, mean, you know. I agree with that. He's got depth at receiver. Devontae, Adam, Tyler Lockett, Robert Woods, CeeDee Lamb, Cortland Sutton down here on the bench. I mean, he's got – Take one of those receivers with his pack, try to move up. Yep, I mean, he's definitely got wide receivers. I would agree with that. Um, yeah, you probably don't want to go into the year with James Conner. Conner. Kenyon Drake and A.J. Dillon yeah. being your guys. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with the way this draft board landed, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go and take the quarterback. And now, Malk Daddy, you are on the hypothetical clock we have here, and I'm trying to get into Malk Daddy's brain and figure out what he's going to do here. It's weird brain. It is it's a place I never wanted to be. <laughs> Um, and this is what I am going to say into, I have the benefit of just having a sidebar with you. So who, this is who I would all have out there potentially on the board. I would be considering, well, let's pick up your roster. Let's just hold, hold the phone. Let's get this roster up here. 
Let's get back to the 2020 league office. Looking at people's old teams ain't doing us any good. All right. Jameis Winston revenge tour. Beautiful name. Great name. Awesome. Beautiful picture of Jameis Winston. Bad angle. Looks like he weighs <laughs> 300 pounds. All right. So this team, no immediate needs here. We've got halfbacks. Uh, we've got some halfback depth. We've got wide receivers. We've got some wide receiver depth. We got a promising young tight end. Uh, the only place, even that doesn't really make that much sense. Um, and I'm going to shock and awe here. If I'm doubling down at the quarterback position, back to back picks, maybe this is just wishful thinking for me. The quarterbacks go in front of pick 12 and people can keep sliding. But I'm going to go. You want to cheer for the Bears. You caught that hype from Dan. Dan was pumped up. He was You're pumped. gonna go out there. You're gonna get yourself a mobile quarterback with promise for the future, and you're gonna get yourself Justin Fields, quarterback of the Chicago Bears. Malk Daddy, uh, you don't have to give anything away at all. Just even thoughts potentially taking a quarterback at 10. What I would like about it is uh, Dan's a very active owner in the league. Yeah. And having Justin Fields would just be a um, good trade chip with uh, Dan down the road. Um, not, you know, I, Obviously, if I had Fields on my team, I think I would have seven quarterbacks on my roster. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that doesn't work so out I well. Need to, I need to do some cleanup my quarterback situation. Yeah. But, um, we got Love, we got Taysom, we got Matt, we got Kirk still, we got James. Oh, picked up Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're no shortage there. Um, if it wasn't that, I was probably going to kick around Rashad Bateman. Um, and then, you know, I was going to maybe throw out Rondell Moore with the Cardinals, but yeah. this, uh, that's, where, that's where I'm sitting is number 10. Justin Fields, back-to-back quarterbacks off the board. Okay. And now we turn it over to you to get to the OBJYN. Then you get to try to figure out my brain. All right. <laughs> All right. So, Ben, you want to throw Ben's team up there quick? Yeah, um, Ben's team's obviously deep and just trying to figure out any weakness he has on his team. So, he has Aaron Jones, Barkley, stud running backs, Mike. Davis, I kind of like too. Is Gurley there, or did Gurley get cut? No, Mike Davis is the the halfback. Well, the pro, like probable halfback yeah. one there in ATL. And then I do, you know, his receivers are pretty good too. But um, here, I would probably try to go for somebody with high upside down the road. Um, I think that Terrence Marshall. He went to Carolina, yeah, right? Yeah. He was yeah, an LSU receiver. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a good player, too. I think that's who I would take if I was Ben here. Um, I think he's going to be a good – he could be good. He could not be good. But he's yeah. uh, somebody that could come in and connect with Darnold. And what the hell is here? a lot of talent. Could be yeah. a receiver. No, I think uh, Marshall is a hell of a player. Um, and I'll just say this in general. When you get – down in this part of the draft, regardless, um, you're not slam dunk picking down here, right? No. So it's like you're gonna you're gonna have to take some take take some shots, and I mean I don't think that's a bad shot to take, which then puts the defending champions, the boys of fall, on the clock to round out 
and end our mock draft here. Round one, twenty twenty one. Um. All right. So Tcon's team. We all know Tcon's team. We don't have to brag about it. Yeah, too much. I'll get it up. I like looking at it. Um. Is probably his biggest. And I know you like Murray, but I think the quarterback is probably your biggest weakness looking at your team. I'm not as high as Murray as some people, even though he has staff in the match with staff, it's pretty good too. Um, but both quarterbacks, I would have him take here are off the board at this point. Um, so next spot I would look up probably would be receiver. There's a lot of receivers. Um, I like that Bateman from Minnesota. He plays in Baltimore. Which I I don't know. That's who I'd probably go with. But at the same time, when I'm looking at your team, I don't think he'll ever start above Hopkins or Godwin or Kenny Galladay. So I don't know. Maybe just trade it for someone that needs it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could just could just could just trade it. Because I, I don't. That's what I always do when I look at a team. It's like how often is this guy going to start? Yeah. For me? I don't think Bateman will have a start for you, but. That's who I'd pick here. All right. Rashad Bateman pick is in. I will say um, Rashad Bateman, like, coming out, like, pre-draft process, uh, he was a guy I liked, liked quite a bit. Um, the Baltimore landing spot has kind of turned me off that a little bit. But I think that's uh, an appropriate spot for him to land than a guy yeah. that I think actually is very talented. Um, and we've seen – I mean, there's examples the past two years, at least, that I can think of where we've seen uh, the league as a whole, myself included, passing or letting people slide because not liking yep. the landing spot. And, uh, I mean, hell, Nick Chubb was a guy that fell all the way down. I don't remember what pick in the rookie Saturday, draft. Yeah. And, he, I mean, Browns. he was, well, should have been the lockaway. It was lockaway number one pre until he went with the Browns. And then uh, – even this last year, I mean, DeAndre Swift before the draft was a guy that was high on boards. Ended up at the Lions. Should he been number one? I mean, look at still Jonathan Taylor and other people there. Yeah. I mean, I think Swift is still more promising than where he ended up in the draft probably last year. So, interesting. Something I've noticed that I'm going to try to correct, but then I sit here tonight and I talk about how I don't like a guy because he landed yeah. in a bad spot. So. Yeah, we were just talking about, about the Jets. And we're like, uh, yeah. uh, you know, Zach Wilson, Eli Moore. Eli Moore is not taking it. He's good I, I think before the draft, I would have had him as a first-round guy. But. You know, I'm a big Lajay Moore fan to you. you. You think about that, and all of a sudden you think, what if he would have landed with, like, the Packers, for yeah. instance, and next thing you know, he's probably going before those two halfbacks went at yep. a five and six, I would say. So, yeah, five and six where we had him, or six and seven. Six and seven is where we had him. So right, let's do a little recap here for, yeah. for, for the league. I'm sure they're all still listening, no <laughs> doubt about it. Who doesn't like us talking about this mock draft? I do kind of want to freeze this and see what this compares, what really ends up Ooh, happening. But in this draft, uh, we had first pick, show me where you ship from, went with Najee Harris, halfback, Pittsburgh Steelers, then wham, bam, FU Cam, goes ahead, shores up his tight end spot with one of the best tight end prospects we've seen since arguably Vernon Davis. Say what you will about what happened with Vernon Davis at the next level, but he was a freak and a prospect coming out. Travis Etienne goes third, hungry, horny, and he, he, Henry, Jerry's kids. I think he'll be smiling if he grabs Jamar Chase there at four, especially knowing he has Joe Burrow. Yep. Um, oh, he yeah. could have we the stack there. 
that one, I mean, to be fair, it's his third quarterback behind Rodgers and Lamar Jackson. So <laughs> yeah, never mind. Yeah, so that's fair. <laughs> um, then we have Devontae Smith for Quinter's second pick there. Uh, then sinners like me, he doubles down, pick six, pick seven. With two halfbacks, Javante Williams, Trey Sermon, trying to add halfback depth behind a promising Cam Akers there. Gurley's gone wild. He goes wild down in Miami with Jalen Waddle, hoping Tua turns into a viable, viable quarterback to get his new rookie, The Rock. Then we started the quarterback run here with Trevor Lawrence going off the board to the Tomcats. Malk Daddy and Russ Cook taking Justin Fields to round out his roster with six quarterbacks because we need that. Then the OBJYN goes and we get Terrence Marshall Jr., wide receiver of the Carolina Panthers. And then the boys fall. Myself pulled the trigger. Rashad Bateman, wide receiver of Baltimore. Malk Daddy, what do you think? Um, what's the biggest, biggest reach? And best value, I'll put you on the spot. Biggest yeah. reach, best value. What, what, what do you think here? What do you got? Oh, I'll probably do biggest reach being uh, Trey Sermon. I think yeah, that's, that's probably the took, took it out of my mouth. But even you look, look at the draft, there's only what three running backs we had taken. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and it's crazy. <laughs> like, uh, I agree, I don't it's a reach. I'm not like if this but, happened, I would not be like, damn, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, that was no, what I would say. it's just kind of crazy how we both aren't very high in the running back class yeah. going into this, or are we? Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll find <laughs> out. We'll find um, best value. Oh, I hate to do both my picks, but I pick Waddle. Yeah, I'll probably say Jalen Waddle falling to eight is probably the best value. I think he could be a stud. And, Going to the eighth pick. Yeah, if I'm going to go biggest, so I'll go, I'll start with, uh, I'll start with best value and I'll go, I think Jamar Chase at number four is yeah. great. I, mean, I was arguing about him potentially being the number one pick. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll take Jamar yeah. Chase at number four, I think is great value. And then I'll go the biggest reach is Justin Fields there. At 10 is what I will say. Says, again, a draft with quarterbacks. Um, if you really needed one, you could probably sit tight and pick up somebody in the second round. So Yeah. Well, that's draft now, Dad. Does that, get, does that get you pumped up, get you in the mood? does kind of get me pumped up. I'm excited. Um, is there anybody that didn't go in the first round that you – or surprised in a go? Um, I don't know really about surprise. I'm interested to see how the league responds to the quarterbacks that went. Yeah. Um, I think the Jets stigma of Zach Wilson, I think that could keep him out. Trey Lance is a guy, though, where I think there could be some excitement and intrigue, even though he's maybe yeah. not an immediate guy. Um, I think there could be excitement and intrigue there. Then I think you probably nailed – I mean, we already talked about – Elijah Moore. So I, I would not say I'm not surprised. No, not surprised. Yeah. If anyone that go, like, I'm just naming off people I think I could see yeah. slip in there, like Elijah Moore, Rondale Moore. I could see slip in there. Um, Michael Carter, I was a little surprised. Take him running back. He'll probably, he's, uh, He'll be involved actually on the offense. So, uh, yeah. Where like Trey Sermon, who knows? He could be buried on the depth chart. Michael Carter could at least get some carries and get some points for you. Yeah, no, you're not wrong there. Um, yeah, I guess I could see him popping mm -hmm. to the end of round one. Um, but no, yeah, really, it's uh, 
to me, I think I said maybe earlier, I don't know if we were live on air when I said it, but to me, I think there's kind of a teardrop there. Once we got past our fifth pick, to be honest, um, I think it kind of dropped. So, but yeah, I mean, that's Bo, Mount Daddy, any other thoughts for, for the league out there? No, I don't think so. I appreciate you guys listening to us for what an hour now. <laughs> yeah, I would assume that would have been at least an hour. Felt nice to get back on the air. Yeah. Give the league um wonderful catch. Any geos, any countries on this? You know, we end the year pulling down Australia. That was nice. That was awesome. um, yeah. gotta add to the collection. Pick a country of a listeners that you want to land. Who would you pick? Russia. Russia, okay, yeah, Russia, Russia would be good, I suppose. Take Russia. Okay, I don't got a better answer than Russia, I guess. Than Ireland, but Russia works. Russia's good answer. Um, with that, I mean, I suppose we can we can put a bow on this thing. I plan on likely trying to do a somewhat live race of three podcast on draft day. Um, add a little extra hype on a month from now. Phone will probably right? go on recording. Um, probably get into the huddles even mid halftime, get, get people's immediate feedback of how the game's going for them, how they think things are going, <laughs> get that. Um, I'll probably record and get in, mic'd in. Uh, Got to give give my acceptance speech now. I'll get that mic'd in. Probably the announcing of the picks. I'll probably try to get in there. Um, if anyone will allow me when they're in the room of secrets, I'll probably try to get in there, get some behind the scenes action. <laughs> you know, it won't go until after the fact, but maybe maybe we can see what was going. And then yeah, we'll definitely. Uh, like to sit down uh, throughout the day. It's just maybe when I see someone that looks really drunk, just see if I can't steal them for a little bit, see if I can't get them to say something really That's stupid on air that I can record. Yeah, no, there's going to be no waiver sign. If you say something stupid, it's going on there. It's just the way it goes. <laughs> so, but uh, with that, Malk Daddy, thank you for coming. It's been real. It's been fun. Uh, cheers to you. Cheers to you guys. And cheers to the league. Watch me now.